It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> No matter how we are persecuted, 
Amen, amen. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Minister Daryl Kendrick, a.k.a. Minister Big Ken, coming to you live from Southern California. It is now 6.42 p.m., January the 1st, 2017. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to those that's on TalkShoe. Welcome to those that's on Facebook Live. Welcome, welcome. If I haven't said it to you already, welcome to 2017. We're in the second week of the first year of 2017. In <clears throat> of the first month, of the first month, and uh, friends, I just hope you're having a blessed new year. I pray that the Lord is ministering to you and through you, uh, and that you, the Word of God is going forth in your life, and that you're living life, the abundant life that Christ had us, would have us to live. And you know what, friends, we're called to build His church. We're called to glorify Him. We're called to lift Him up in every way that we can possibly. We do that by obedience, by living a life uh, a life in the light of God's word. And God wants us to be prosperous in his word and grow in the, in the uh, grace and knowledge of, his Lord, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, we do that, and we can uh, get the strength, everything that we need to do that by just surrendering. The greatest, the greatest thing that we can do for the kingdom is surrender to God and watch God do great things in our lives and elevate us to the next level of our spiritual walk, spiritual uh, life. So uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, the Word is going to encourage us all if we apply it, but I want to encourage you daily to uh, make sure, even if I'm not on live stream, the, the post that I put up is for our edification, it's for us to grow, it's for us to mature and, and to be seasoned and, and for us to uh, just Clean from what God is saying to us so we can be uh, men and women of, of godly character. Amen. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the character of Caleb, this mighty man of God who uh, was allowed to go into the promised land. He was all, he, him and Joshua were the only two allowed to go into the promised land after uh, God had given them the, uh, the victory. Uh, they were allowed to go into the promised land with, with the children of Israel after the 40 years sabbatical. Remember, God wouldn't allow Israel to go into the promised land until that generation that came out of Egypt had to die off. So Caleb was Caleb was allowed to go in with Joshua because Joshua took the mantle from Moses. Moses wasn't even allowed to go in there. So we're going to look at just a little bit of snippet of the character of Caleb and uh, see how God used him and how God can use us for, for victories and how he can use us to be a, a pillar and a vessel for his honor, for his glory. Amen. Let's pray, though. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, ask you, invite him in. And uh, again, thank you guys for being here. Those, I know somebody, some people are watching the, 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 the college Super Bowl right now, but praise God that you're here right now. And I'm not going to hold you up too long. Just enough to wet your whistle and wet your appetite. We might come back again later tonight. Who knows? But I want to just thank you. I want to thank you. God, thank you. And I want to thank you for praying for me and standing in the gap for me if I need it. I'm not above anybody. And I need your prayers. I covet your prayers. I thank you for your prayers. Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be here tonight, Lord. There's so many places we could have been and so many things we could have done, Lord, but we're here. And right now we're here to hear from heaven and, and just to learn, Lord, and grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. 
I pray, Lord God, that I decrease, that you increase in me, Lord, that the Spirit of God would have his way in our minds and our hearts as we learn of godly character from a man you used to bring victory to Israel. We thank you for this time. We ask, Lord God, that we decrease, that you increase, and that the Spirit of God will speak uh, boldly and mighty to our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you. Amen. 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 I see your brother, Brian. I bless everybody that's here. Those that might be listening on talk talk show, I bless each and every one of you there. <clears throat> and uh, I have to apologize again, friends, because uh, health-wise, I've just been kind of up and down. Sometimes my, my balance and my mind is just out of sorts. So, uh, hey, charge it, to my, charge it to my mind and not my heart, because I'm still a work in progress. Amen. <laughs> this child, my mother always said that. Charge it to my mind and not my heart. Because I, I want to, it's a lot of times I want to teach, but the Lord is just saying, hey, I want you to rest. I want you to meditate. I want you to just go, lean on me. And uh, sometimes you have to just, well, you have to be obedient to what the Spirit of God is just telling you not to. Because if you can't come here and do it right, then don't do it at all. I'm going to do it right, don't do it at all. Well, let's, uh, before, I, before I go into that, quick announcements, a couple of quick announcements. And if you're looking for a sound Bible teaching church in the Los Angeles area, if you're in the Los Angeles area, come check us out at Core Church of Los Angeles, corechurchla.org, www.corechurchla.org. That's what it's seeks. And uh, you can uh, come and check us out on Tuesday nights, ladies, this Tuesday. Hey, if you are a lady in Los Angeles looking for a place to fellowship, they have a women's fellowship at Core Church of Los Angeles, some brother Bill told you to come by, go check them out, plug in there. If you're looking for a home church, if you're looking for women that's going to minister to you, encourage you, build you up in your most holy faith. A lot of women are looking for a place where they can feel secure, a place that they can just uh, attach themselves and use their spiritual gifts. A lot of ladies, some of you ladies have been married for a long time. You can help these younger women uh, show them what it means to be a married woman, a godly, a godly woman. Uh, that's married and be able to pour into those who might be getting married. You know, that's what we're here to do. Same with the, you know, when we're going to start up a men's group at Core Church, which will be every other Saturday. So it's going to be an opportunity for the men to plug in as well, where men can discuss men and men can uh, get with small groups of men and encourage and build up and, and, and be and teach them what it means to be a man of God. We need more men to learn, know what it means to be a man, and we need women to know what it means to be a woman. We live in a society, friends, a post-Christian society where the world is spun off its axis, and people are cuckoo for cocoa puss. The women don't know if they're women, the men don't know if they're men, and we need to get back in balance. The Word of God will change that. The Word of God can bring you closer, and it will show you who you are. Because God didn't raise no sissies, and he didn't raise no women to be men. But I tell you, friends, we're living in a post-Christian society, and the only thing's going to change, only way we're going to get back on track is when people's lives are affected and infected by the Word of God. The Holy Spirit has to change you. Once the Spirit of God gets a hold of you, friends, you, you will be a changed man or changed woman, a new creation. Old things will pass away. Old thinking will pass away. So we need, uh, if you're looking for a place to come out, ladies, tomorrow, 730 uh, Core Church of Los Angeles, go to the website, www.corechurchla.org, and uh, check out the women's uh, group tomorrow. 
and uh, as well as on Thursday nights, there's a, a Thursday night Bible study going through the book of Matthew. Hey, uh, you can go check us out on Thursday nights at 7.30 as well. And then, of course, we have our Sunday morning worship at 8.30, 10.30, and 12.30. So plenty of place, plenty of things to do at Core Church and expand. The Word of God is going forward. Pastor Steve Wilburn, Pastor Mike, Pastor Rob, all these men of God are there encouraging and lifting up and building up people in their most holy faith, as well as the other elders and men of God who don't have a quote-unquote title, but they they seasoned men of God. So, hey, please come check us out at one of those services. Holler at me if you see me. Let me know that you saw me. Uh, a lot of people trying to reach out to L.A., trying to reach out to Los Angeles. But you know what, friends? Oh, you can also follow the live stream on Sundays and on Thursdays on Core Church. Just go to www.corechurchla.org. I talk to a lot of people. They say, oh, there's no good churches in my area. There's no churches in my area. No churches in my area. Well, until God finds you a place, hey, plug in, plug in, support ministry, support uh, church, and uh, listen to the uh, podcast. And you can go on uh, live stream and you can go and listen to all of the sermons that's been preached. Everything's right there for you. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to exhort you to do that. Uh, my next uh, next thing I wanted to say is that continue to pray for me, continue to pray for my health, continue to pray that God would just use me. Uh, to be a light, a beacon of light, a beacon of hope in this dying and lost world. Uh, I want to make a difference in the lives of everybody that come and watch or listen to the streams, and uh, I want to be a, a, a vessel of honor. So I want to you guys to continue to pray for me there, and uh, I want to just uh, continue to serve God. So uh, that's what I need you guys to just pray the enemy trying to, he's going to try to steal, kill, and destroy. Anything, anything that God is using for good, Satan wants to come and corrupt it. That includes me and you. So we need to, uh, we need everyone to lift up holy hands and pray. We need to pray for one another because we're living in dark times. But guess what? The light of Jesus Christ is upon us. He's shining brightly upon us. So we need to continue to uh, just pray for one another. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. My last point was is that, hey, you can follow me. Or you can follow the podcast at Blog Talk Radio, Minister Big Ken 65. Just put that in. Type it in. Minister B-I-G-K-N number 65. And you can follow me on uh, Blog Talk Radio and listen to over 600 and 680 messages, I believe, 670 messages. You can listen 24-7 there. Also, you can follow me on live stream. Facebook Live at, at Facebook at Daryl Kendrick, G-A-R-R-Y-L Kendrick. Uh, you can follow me there. You can pass that along with us to your friends and neighbors. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at dkendricksr65 and dkendricksr at gmail.com. So there's plenty of ways you can follow me and, 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 and track along. Also on TalkShoe, you can track along with me. And I'm trying to get more consistent. On TalkShoe, you can follow me at Minister Big Ken. Minister Big Ken on talk on talk show, and uh, you can uh, also you know stream along with that. So, with that being said, let's see what was the life. Who was who was this guy Caleb? And I'm gonna give you kind of a short synopsis of, of of his life and what he did, and then we're gonna look at some of the character traits of Caleb because I think that especially men, especially men, but it doesn't mean women cannot learn from from character of, of, of the men of God, right? So but we need to look at who 
We know that Joshua and Caleb, like I said before, they were the only two that came out or came out of the, that first generation. They were the only two allowed to go into the promised land uh, after uh, Moses was uh, basically, he died. Look, he could see it, but he couldn't go in. So Joshua and Caleb were allowed to go in, and they were allowed to go in and defeat. The walls of Jericho fell down, and we know that story. But we know, we don't know a lot about Caleb and his character and this man of God. So we're going to kind of investigate who was Caleb and what was his, what was God's mission in his life? What was his mission? Because him and Joshua both kind of had the same kind of mission. But let's look and see. Uh, we see here Joshua and Caleb are two Israelite men whose stories offer an example of faithful commitment to the Lord. Both men came out of Egypt with the Israelites through the Red Sea and into the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb were selected along with, the, uh, with 10 other men to explore the promised land and give a report to Moses and the people. After a 40-year exploration of Canaan, the explorers reported, we went into the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here it is. Here is its, here is its fruits. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak. And there, uh, in Numbers 13, 27 to 28, he says, And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people there uh, that dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Uh, the people feared. The, peop they, the, the, the people that were sent over there to give a report, they had a fear over the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who had drowned the, Israel the Egyptians in the Red Sea. These men were so afraid that they were afraid to go in and, and possess the land that they were told to. It says, this report frightened them. In uh, Numbers 13, 31 through 33, he says, then the, men, then the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. Mm. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land... Uh, uh, the land through which we have gone to spy it, oh, yeah. it just goes to show you what happened, my friends, when we, when we allow our eyes, when we walk by sight and not by faith. He says, then the men who had gone up with, them, with him said, we're not able to go up against the people, so, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone to spy it out in the land of, that devours its inhabitants. All the people that we saw in it are of great height, and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come up to, uh, from Nephilim, and we seen to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seen to them. See, these were people who basically came back with a false report. They made it seem like these people were so much bigger than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it goes to show that we we can be the same way. We allow our circumstances, we allow our 
We allow our mountains, so to speak, which are basically stumbling blocks, basically strongholds, basically things that are in our lives that we allow these things to come upon us. And these things can kind of take away from the God who we say we trust and serve. We seem to allow these things or these problems, we can allow problems to be in our lives that will take away from who God is. And if God is God, there's no mountain or rock or uh, earth that he cannot move. But sometimes we allow our sight, what we see, what we hear, what we smell, we allow those things to overshadow the God of creation, the God who created all things, the God who is in control of all things. He says the earth is the Lord's. It's his footstool. But yet we think, well, still, you know, yeah, that's that's good for God, but what about us? Well, are we not his children? Are we not uh, born again of the spirit? Are we not engrafted into the family of God by faith alone in Jesus Christ? Are we not his children, the ones who we died for, and the blood of Jesus has washed us. And if we are if we are here, we can declare his promises because God said he would never leave us or forsake us. But sometimes our faith shakes and wavers, just like these people did. Caleb had a different attitude, though. From the other spies, verse 30, uh, verse 30 records that then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession, a man of courage, right? We should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly do it. We, we, for we can certainly do it. When the people complained that they could not go up to conquer the land, both Caleb and Joshua responded strongly. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, uh, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly. In other words, this was like a church. In other words, everybody that was, this was a whole gen, new generation. Remember, 40 years, they were sitting on the outside looking in. God would not allow anybody from that first generation that came out of Egypt, that came, that saw the Red Sea part, that saw Israel drown, Egypt drowned in the Red Sea, None of those people were allowed to go into the promised land. They died off. Only people who was alive was, was Joshua and Caleb. So there's 40 years that went by. People have died off. Old men, women have died off. There's been a new generation that have been birthed up and raised up and raised, and these people were the ones that were going to be allowed to go into the promised land. He says God judged. He tells us here, he says, uh, he took, they tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite, Israeli assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid, the Lord, I mean, of the people of the land, because we will devour them. See, we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that if God is sending us on a mission, he's already the captain, he's the general, he's the one that's leading the mission, and there will be a victory. There will be a victory. 
this man Joshua, I mean, this man Caleb was not afraid. Why? Because he believed in the God who delivered them out of Egypt, who gave them victory over Egypt, and had given them victory over every other enemy that would come against them. Why is it that we seem to forget about the victories of old? Or we want to claim all of the promises and blessings of God of the Old Testament, especially when it comes to tangible money, possessions, things. We don't want to believe him for victory over strongholds, over uh, uh, addictions, over uh, 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 anything that can come against us, anything that can hold us back, anything that can keep us from being victorious. We, we quake and shiver that God can't come through. Look, listen, friends. We got a we got a, a a strong there's a there's a serious blindness in the land right now going on that we see with people who 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 think they're born to love the same sex. Now there's a difference between loving people and there's a difference of being in lust with people. And we seem to see there's a blinder now because now you got people saying, I'm not homosexual, I'm bisexual. So in other words, I just want to go back and forth, back and forth. Well, what's going to happen when you try sexual? You want man or woman or animal. You know, it, it can just get very, you know, ruthless. It can get very, un, it can just get very messy because, you know, anything goes in the lifestyle of a homosexual now. Anything seems to go. There does, there does not seem to be any boundaries with sexual uh, promiscuity or sexual uh, 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 wickedness or, or the Bible says lasciviousness. And everything seems to be okay. Well, in, in a world where there is no God or you don't want the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, and you want to reinvent him and make him into an image of yourself, everything does go. It won't fly. It won't get you to heaven. And it's not a pick on homosexuals. We need to love them with the love, with the word. I will love you with truth. The truth will set you free. I don't want anybody to go to hell. A fornicator, if they're in sin, I'm going to call them out. A adulterer, I will call you out. If you practice in any kind of, if you addicted to porn, I'm going to call you out. It doesn't matter what the sin is. I will love you with the truth. I expect you to do the same for me. But see, we live in a post-Christian world now where it's tolerance, it's politically correct, it's acceptable. You have to tolerate all kinds of ungodliness and wickedness. Well, maybe that'll work in the movies, friends, but that won't work in heaven. People will die and go to hell if we don't speak the truth in love. If we don't tell people, this is what says the Lord. If we don't speak it, you think the devil's coming along and speaking? I don't think not. I don't think so, friends. Remember, he told them. Caleb said, he responded strongly. Joshua said, he said, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. So he how do we apply this to now? How does this apply now? Well, the land of milk and honey is heaven for us. See, we're not looking for reestablishing places down here, friends. We're looking for heaven. We're looking to get the glory. That's what Joshua was telling us. He said, hey, 
if God is already if he's already prepared a way for us and he has for the believer, we've been given a way. The way is Jesus Christ. Where's heaven? See, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to me when I die. All I need to know is that Jesus Christ is the answer to my life on this side and into the next. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Too many people are trying to get to heaven with their bag and baggage of sin. Too many people are trying to take a shortcut, and that shortcut will lead you into eternal damnation. He told us here, he says, God judged the people of Israel by making them wait 40 years to enter the land. He also promised that every person 20 years and older would die in the wilderness and would not see the land with two exceptions, Caleb and Joshua. Why? Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit. Numbers 14, 24, he tells us that. Not one of you will enter the land, he told them. And I swore with an uplifted hand to make your home, hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. The promises came true after the death of Moses. Forty years later, Joshua led the people across the Jordan River into the promised land. Caleb received an inheritance in the promise, in the promised land in his old age. See that in Joshua 14. But what was what were some of the character traits of Caleb? Well, we can look here from the Bible and say he was a man of faith. He wasn't just one naming and claiming and blabbing and grabbing. He was one who walked it. He wasn't walking by sight. He walked by faith. He also was a man of courage. He was a man of courage. He was also a man of character. And he lived his life for God. These are the things we can be able to take with us as we uh, ponder the character of Caleb, the life of Caleb. He says, if there was ever a character to display the right attitude or different spirit towards God in his word, it would have to be Caleb. For a few moments of time, let's look at the story of Caleb in the Bible and use him as an example of fortitude and courage, Romans 15, 4. But whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. The man of courage. Caleb's courage was first displayed after his return from his spy mission into the promised land. He was willing to take a stand with God when the crowd was more than willing to oppose God's will. As we recall, 10 of the spies returned with bad news. They stated that taking the land was beyond their ability, Numbers 13.31. Joshua and Caleb reported just the opposite. In fact, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go out, go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it, Numbers 13.30. He also said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, 
Numbers 14.8. Caleb was simply trying to motivate the people to go up and possess the land which God had promised. Genesis 17.8 tells us, And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed, and after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. They in turn desired to kill him, Numbers 14.10. But all the congregation, but all the congregation bade stone with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Isn't that, isn't that just like the devil and the enemies of God when they don't when they don't like what what one person says, see, this man was called by God, and they didn't like what he said, so what do they do? They're going to pick up stones and try to take him out. But see, when you work for God, you don't have to worry about nobody touching you. You don't have to worry about nobody coming against you. And I said, if you work for God, if you are called by God, if God got his hand on you and you're walking in, in, you're walking in godly, uh, you're walking in the fear of the Lord, you don't have to worry about the enemy coming against you because, see, there's a lot of false people around you. You can't be careful who you who you call your friends. He says, think about it. These people would rather have killed Caleb than listen to his words of exhortation. Like Caleb, we as faithful followers of God must be prepared to face adversity when we stand for truth, for the truth of God's word. Friends, when you take a, a, a stand, in this politically correct world, when you take a godly stand and say, oh, no, thus say the Lord, just be prepared for the outcome and the backlash. I was listening to uh, this week. I heard that uh, this gospel singer, and I kind of thought she had sold out for a minute, uh, but she took a stand against the homosexual and the LBGT community. She said, hey, this is not of God. She said, this is a lying spirit. She said, this is not the truth. She said, I don't hate, she didn't say, I hate homosexual. She said, I hate the lying spirit behind it. And she took a stand. Well, guess what? She's been blackballed even in the, in the quote unquote gospel community. She's an African-American uh, singer, gospel singer, and she had, did the soundtrack for this movie but now they're basically trying to shut her down. And see, this is what I tell people all the time. You cannot hobnob with the world and be friends with the world. The world does not like the light, friend. It does not stand for the light. I'm a Christian. I'm going to die a Christian. I'm not somebody that you can buy. You can't censor me because I don't work for the devil. I work for God Almighty. And if that means I, if he, if I stay broke, that I won't sell out, then I'll stay broke because I'm not selling out. And one day I know they'll, they'll come in and probably try to take take my computers and everything else. As long as I got a voice and I can I can stand on the First Amendment, I got a right to say what God says. I got a right to say what he says anyway, but I got a right to say I don't like that. Oh, I don't agree with that. It's not a hate crime to say I don't agree with homosexuality or people saying they are uh, born to be something else. That's, that's a, you can call it an opinion, but that's God's word. I'm just agreeing with what God said. If that means I go to jail, I'll go to jail before I go to hell. And you have to take a, you have to determine in your mind, in your spirit, are you sold out for Christ? Because it's going to cost you something. When you stand up against lies, 
when people come and say, oh, it's okay for me to, to, me to sleep with my girlfriend, boyfriend, I'm not married, and you say, no, man, you, that's not what God's word said. You claim to be a Christian. Now, see, when the world does it, hey, the world is the world. I'm talking about Christians, people who say they love God, people who say they're followers of Jesus Christ. Remember, here, they was ready to kill Caleb because he gave them the word, and they will kill us because we stand for the word. These people would rather have killed Caleb than to listen to the words of God, the words of exhortation, the words which the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16 for the word. The word of God is, is, a, this is, is used for exhortation and used for encouragement, but it's true. The word is used for truth so that the man of God, the woman of God is trained thoroughly in righteousness. We don't bow down to the world. We bow down to Christ Jesus. And if that means it costs us our life, so be it. Let's die for Jesus. He says, there are those who will oppose us with every fiber of their being before they will submit to God's will. Do we possess the courage of Caleb? Will we stand with God even if it means standing alone or dying? The character of Caleb. Point number two, the character of Caleb. The key to our understanding of Caleb's character is found in Numbers 14, 24, in the phrase, different spirit. We, too, must possess a different spirit in order to be pleasing to our God. Look, if you are born again of the spirit of God, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, not a seducing spirit, not a lying spirit, not some spirit you picked up over there in some kind of, you was messing around with some man or some woman. Because, see, I believe in you can transfer them spirits being in bed with folks, too. But if you're around here uh, hobnobbing with the devil, and that's who your friend is, Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, then guess what? You got a different spirit. Caleb had a different spirit. Before he called it the Holy Spirit, he had the Holy Spirit upon him because he was walking in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. We, we too must possess the spirit of God in us, a different spirit. Because, see, the Bible says we are a trichotomy. We're made of body, soul, and spirit. But we need to have the Holy Spirit to get into glory, to get to heaven. Some of these folks got a hellish spirit around them. Claiming they know Jesus and they, they mouth. What they what comes out their mouth is anything but holy. But we see here that if we want to have this this spirit or the, this this different spirit that changes the character. Because see, the portal of transformation, regeneration, my friends, is the portal when you walk into when you walk out of the world, when you basically say, I give up, I surrender this world and I want to stand for Christ, then you go through the portal of transformation. You go through this portal where you're going to be changed because you're giving up you. And the only way you can have freedom is to give up you. You've got to give up you. You must die to live. You must die to live. You have to go through a metamorphosis change, and you must die. The old you must die, be crucified. And you've got to keep crucifying them because even though we're dead, we're still carrying this flesh around. And we are our own worst enemies. We are our own worst enemies. But you can see here, he says, the key to under, uh, Caleb's character was found uh, to be of a different spirit 
He says, we too must possess a different spirit in order to be pleasing to God. Meaning the Lord's church must come to grips with the fact that we are not like everyone else. Why is the world, why is the church trying to fit in with the world? I'll tell you why. Because they're not done with the world yet. So you must be done with this world when you said, I do to Jesus, because you really took on a marriage vow. You must say, I am no longer a part of that system, that lion-seducing spirit. I am no longer a whore for Satan's playground. I am not, I'm sold out for Jesus Christ. I'm no longer of the flesh, of the spirit, I mean, of the flesh, the world, or the devil. I do not work for them no more. Remember that song? Some of y'all might remember those of African American. I found love under new management. Well, if you are new of creation, old things have passed away. So the new you should be glorifying God. The new you should be raised up in newness, and you're living for the King of Glory. See, let's not take the old us into 2017. Caleb was a man. Look, he was coming out of he was coming out of the land that was that that they had to. He was For 40 years, he had been on the other side. He was going in with a new attitude. He's going into the new promised land with a new attitude because the promises of God are for the people of God. They're not about money only. It's about character. It's about character. God wants to make men and women of godly character, women of virtue. Man, it's a shame at the so many beautiful women out here in the world, and they just whore themselves out and give themselves to anybody so thirsty, so desperate for love. And they won't realize that the love that they need first and foremost is the love of God. If they just knew, they could just hold on to Jesus and realize that once you get love from him, you don't need no love from no man. Not, over, not Trump and God's love. I mean, aren't some people tired of being used and abused and played and, and laid and, and just tossed away? Some, some, I, I see some of these ladies, and they're just, they're just so desperate for love, and some of them just don't know their value and their worth. They give all their virtue away. And after you made a reputation for being with this person and that person and this person, because, see, as women, you're always going to look bad. Men, are, they're giving, you know, dudes out here, the, the stupidity in the world is a man, a, brothers will give you high five every time you laid with some new female. But sisters, you, you, get, you get the worst of it. Because then you have to worry about unborn children. And you, you see some of these women, it's like, man, you had two kids, but you didn't stop there. You had five more and five more baby daddies. And it's just where. Where does it stop? Where does the madness, where do you get off this roller coaster? It won't change, friends, until you've been changed, until you get this different spirit, the Holy Spirit. Until the Holy Spirit comes in and changes you and makes you a new creation, you will never know your value and your worth until you've been born again. He says, many in the Lord's church must come to grips with the fact that we are not like everyone else. If you are born again, you are part of the ecclesia, the called out ones. And if you're not living like you've been called out and separated from the world, that's because you have not. You just got an identity. You've identified with the church, but you've never been born again of the spirit of the church. 
that you're not part of the bride. You're not a part of this marriage ceremony. Church is more than a building. It's a, it's a living, breathing organism of people who have been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We've been washed. We've been made a new creation. Oh, friends, I was once lost, dead in my trespasses, separated from God. I was a mess. God came along and cleaned me up. He filled my heart. He filled the void that I was so desperately trying to fill with sex and alcohol and clubs and partying. I never found love there. All you do is all you do is find Satan's tools. He got tools. He got vices all around him. Everywhere we go, whatever we're looking for, this there, the world has something for you. But guess what? It will keep you in bondage. Keep you longer than you ever planned on staying. Joshua, I mean, Caleb was telling us that we need to have this different spirit. In John 15, 19, he says this, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Are you being hated, friends? Do people hate you because of what you stand, who you stand for, who you worship, and you're not ashamed to tell people? Hmm. Or is the world embracing you? Do they feel comfortable around you? See, light and darkness don't have fellowship together. See, if we're truly born again of the Spirit, we should be a conviction just because of our character and what we stand for. But if you got this... Uh, at, at at work, I'm a Christian, but at over here, I'm 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 a, I'm a non I'm I'm just with the world. I'm hanging out. I never forget this brother I used to work with down in Houston when I was at the post office and claimed to be a minister. But man, what a testimony! What a test of lie! Everything I mean, he was around there. You know, every time he turned around, he got his arm around some woman. You're married, you're not married, you're, you're living with some girlfriend, you're, you're ministering, you're going to preach, you're going to do this. See, this is what ruins the testimony of people who really love God because they think we're all part of the same love. They sit there and say, this is why I don't go to church. And then but a bunch of hypocrites. There's going to be hypocrites in the body. We know this. But friends, where is the character of God? Caleb was a man of godly character. John 17, 14, I have given him thy word, and the word uh, and the world hate, have hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Jesus said he's not of this world. But the world is trying to conform him into an image of him, of them, themselves. We're not a, Jesus was not of this world. He tells us in Second Peter uh, chapter one, we are not of this world. We are a holy priesthood. We're royal priesthood, a holy nation. People who have been called out of the world. But what's happening to the world? To the church, it's becoming to look like the world. But see, I'm gonna tell you, friend. There's a counterfeit church. There's a counterfeit group of people. There's people out there naming and claiming, blabbing and grabbing. But they don't know Jesus. A lot of goats hanging out with the sheep, weak with the tares. 
God continues to expose them. A lot of folks just don't want to see it. First John 3.13, marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Don't be surprised. <laughs> don't be surprised if they hate you. Look, they will turn it back on you as soon as you take a stand for truth. When you say, oh, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says this. See, we want to we wanna cut and paste. We have a scripture, New, New Testament scriptures. We like that cut and paste view. I need a Bible that, that conforms, that, that tells me I can have what I want and do what I want to do and live how I want to live. As I said before, friends, hey, once you, once you say homosexuality is of God, then I guess pedophilia is of God. Bestiality is of God. You know, you can marry your mother, marry your father. A son can marry his mother. A father can marry his daughter. All these different entities come in. There is no rules when you basically shut down truth. You shut down truth, friends. There's no rules. You basically say that the Bible can be manipulated any way you want to. Too many Christians are more concerned about what everyone else thinks than what God thinks. Is I never come here to tell you my opinion. My opinion means nothing. God's word is everything. That's all. God's word is everything. Due to no fault of his own, Caleb was forced to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. He suffered because of the faithfulness of the children of Israel. Steadfastness of Caleb's commitment to God during these troubling and wasted years is a great testament to the character of the man. It is indeed difficult to stay the course when others bring undeserved heartache and problems to us. Through all this, Caleb never blamed God, but simply trusted God and waited for the day when he would be allowed to cross over into the promised land. Hallelujah. Hey, Caleb was a man, a man that God had great faith, gave him favor. And see, this is not, he's no better than us. He's no holier than us. He was just committed to the work of God. You and I can receive the same favor if we stand up, stand the course. The life Caleb lived for the Lord. Last point, the life that Caleb lived for the Lord. Caleb's life illustrates for us that there is no retirement plan in doing the Lord's work. I'm I'm kind of amazed how some men of God or Christian quote unquote pastors how they say oh I'm retired from the ministry and I'm thinking to myself how do you retire from doing God's work maybe you're not as able to get behind the pulpit but maybe you're not able to speak like you used to but there's got to be something that you can still do for the Lord you just sit in your rocking chair and take a big old you know siesta or something. If you were faithful, if you was used by God in the pulpit, can he not use you when you step down? Are you not an encouragement or a motivation to somebody of godly character when you there's no retirement plan with God in other words? At a ripe old age of eighty five, many years past normal retirement, Caleb returns to the borders of what would soon be the land of the people of God. When the Lord's challenge was offered to him to him in his old age, this stalwart of God, gladly accepted, Joshua 14, 12. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. 
were there, well, thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fierce. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Again, friends, there's no mountain high enough, big enough, more solid, or able to keep God from giving us victory. I don't care what trials you're going through. I don't care what troubles you're going through. God is able. And we need to stand on the promises and declare that. We need to believe God for favor, especially if you're doing his will, especially if you're doing his work. If you're trying to minister to souls, do you think that Satan can really keep you from doing that? If God has called you to go out and share this word, you're going to get the word out because his word is not going to be hindered. It's going to go forward. That's why people are going to attack us. They're going to attack us because they can't stand the light. They can't stand the light, and we represent the light. Can't stand it. Even in his twilight years, Caleb still possessed a different spirit. Numbers 14, 22. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, had followed me fully. This man was committed. Fully. Him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Awesome. Caleb was 85 years old when he went into the promised land. Can you imagine that? And then he went in there with his children. He had more offspring. He, he, was, he was still a, a, a producer. He still was producing. Sure, he had a, a, a young, fertile wife that kept that kept him bringing children. His offspring, his his family was blessed. A spirit flowing, following God fully. He didn't complain or shirk the task at hand. For forty years, he dreamed of a day when he and God would drive out the heathen of the land. Our older members can take a lesson from the courageous warrior. There is no retirement from the Lord's army. Wow. Wow. Friends, I know I, I talk to you about being broke down and I'm got pains here and there, but you know what? I don't never plan on stop doing this. Unless God shut it down, I don't plan on stop doing what I'm doing. I don't care if you don't never elevate it no farther than this. I'm okay with that. You know why? Because I'll be behind the scenes as a watchman. It's okay, because what God has for me is greater than what I have, my plans for me. I just want to be in his will. We all should have a desire to be in God's will and to stay in his will and do what God called us to do until he comes back. Caleb inherited what God had promised because his faith never wavered. Friends, this is so important for us to not lose heart to not get caught up on what we see on TV or what we hear other people say, to not get so focused on this world and what we want, but to stay focused and committed on the cross because it's the cross, friends, that will keep us humble and keep us healthy and keep us uh, uh, holy. Too many of us are getting so focused and caught up on the things that we see other people have. God is trying to tell us, the promised land is not here. This is not home for us. We strive to get to glory. That's what we should be doing, striving every day to get one step closer 
to glory. When we mess up, you fess up, you get up. You don't lay down. You don't wallow. You don't continue to murmur and complain. You stay focused and stay committed to God and watch him do great things in your life. In verse Joshua 14, 14, Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, uh, the son of uh, Jephunneh, and the Kenizzite unto this day, because that he was holy, he holy, holy followed the Lord, God of, God of Israel. In other words, he was given a special piece of land, and, he was, uh, to, and, and that was because of his faithfulness, his commitment. While this world changed dramatically following the people's refusal to go into the land, Caleb never faltered in his confidence in God's ability to fulfill what he had promised. And friends, that's something that we need to understand that whatever God says in his word that applies to his glory, him getting the glory and we get the growth and we get we even reap some of the, the, the benefits of that, we need to stand on that. We need to not waver. If God, God has promised you a ministry and he wants to use you to, to raise up and change lives and, 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 and touch people, then guess what? He's going to give you what you need. He's going to give you what you need. He's going to pour into you. He's going to use people to pour into that ministry. If you stay faithful, it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter how it may look. They might tell you no, but God already said yes. So we need to just believe God for the yes and stop walking in stress. Hallelujah. Again, we see while his world changed dramatically following the people's refusal to go into the land, Caleb never faltered in his confidence in God's ability to fulfill what he had promised. Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. Verse 30, he says, doubtless, you should not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Joshua 14, uh, 6 through 12. The children of Judah came to uh, unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that thou that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee and Kadesh Barna. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barna to spy, to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in, the, in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. By, but I wholly followed the Lord, my God, and Moses, and swear on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein my, thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord thy God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty years, forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day four score and five years old, as yet I am strong this day as I was in, the, in that day. You imagine this? This man was just as vigilant, just as vibrant, just as strong. He hadn't missed a beat. He had not missed a beat. And he says, I will, 
I, he says he was, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then. Even so, in my strength now, for war, both to go out and come in, now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day that thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Man would say, I'm going in there, and I'm going to whoop some behind. I'm going in there, and hey, folks getting ready to fall by the sword, because God already gave us the victory. He already finished. He's already won the war. I'm just going in here and clean up. He already gave us victory. He already gave him victory. Joshua leading me, 80-something years old. Because of this, his great faith, Caleb was blessed. Joshua 14, 13 through 14. He says, and Joshua blessed him, gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephon of Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephon of and Kenizzite, unto the day because that he wholly followed the Lord of Israel. What is the conclusion of this, my brothers and sisters? The story of Caleb in the Bible great courage, and his display of a different spirit. Before God inspires us, may we as God's children take courage and become stronger, become stronger in doing the Lord's will in our own lives. Matthew 7, 21 tells us, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God, but he or she that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Friends, are you trying to get into the promised land? Maybe you're trying to get in by your own bootstrap. Maybe you're trying to get in by your own work. Maybe you think because your mother was saved, your father was saved, your brother was saved, your uncles, your grandfather, they had churches. means nothing to God. It does not mean a thing if you don't know the king of kings. God wants you to have a personal relationship with him, and it starts by you confessing your sins. You must confess that Jesus Christ is the only way into the kingdom of God, and you must confess that you have been a wretched sinner. You don't have to lay it all out in one day because you ain't going to think of all the sins you've done one day or what you did yesterday. But you can let him know that I'm done with my sin. Lord. I lay it at the foot of the cross, and I'm turning in repentance and walking away, and I'm turning to you, Jesus. Jesus is not on the cross no more. He's seated in the, at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And when you truly surrender to Jesus, friends, you can have life and life more abundant. Caleb was a man of godly character who understood the fear of the Lord. He understood the plan of God, and he followed that plan wholly, fully. May we follow the plan of God so that we can get into the promise land. That's heaven. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you, Lord, thanking you. We thank you, Lord God, for showing us what character, what faithfulness, and what a life, a life for those who follow Jesus. But we can learn so much more from this man. We can learn so much more truth if we apply these things. Lord, I pray for everybody that has ears to hear and eyes and a heart to receive that they would too drawn near to the character of Caleb. And there's many others in the Bible that have displayed this 
faithfulness and this commitment to you. But we have plenty of examples, Lord, from the Holy Writ, from the 66 books of the Bible, Lord. We have plenty to glean from. But, Lord, let us not forget what Caleb did as he stood for 40 years in the midst of those who would hate him, those who would come against him. And I know his days were probably, he spent a lot of his time on his knees praying that you would just uh, keep him, him and, him and Joshua. Well, we just love you, Lord. We pray that this message was a sweet-smelling aroma in your nostrils, Lord, that it would touch somebody with the word of truth and the life and the word of salvation. We love you. We praise you and bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen, amen, and amen. Well, friends, hey, what can I say? We learned, we learned something here about character. We learned something here about faithfulness. And we learned what it means to walk in the wilderness with the Lord. Walking in the wilderness with the Lord and the Spirit of God. doesn't matter what your wilderness experience is. If you got Jesus, if you've got a different spirit in the world, then guess what? You're in good company and you're in good hands with Jesus. Amen? Hey, my name is Minister Daryl Kendrick, a.k.a. Minister Big Ken, coming to you live from Southern California. Again, I want to invite you out if you're in the Los Angeles area, ladies. Check us, check out Core Church tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 730, Ladies Ministry, Core Church, www.corechurchla.org. You can check out uh, the website and uh, listen to some of the, uh, uh, listen to the uh, stream, live streams that were done or the messages that were done. Uh, Pastor Steve Wilburn, senior pastor there, uh, just uh, check it out and uh, pass it along to your friends and your family members. Hey, I'm just so blessed to be able to do what God has called me to do. Uh, in the wilderness, in good times and bad times, ups, downs, highs, lows, friends, I know that God is able and he's faithful. So I just want to encourage all of us, let's just walk in, walk in what God has called us to. Let's walk in newness. 2017, friends, let us, let us, let us dedicate it to the King of Kings. We want to grow closer to him. We want to be more like him and less like the world, less like ourselves. And definitely, we don't want to be like Satan. So, hey, go with that and be encouraged. And the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. I'm just under your judgment. Uh, without the cross, there's only condemnation. If Jesus wasn't executed, there's no celebration. So in times for the good, in times for the bad, for any times that I've had it all, I'll be glad. And I will go to the cross. I'll go to my pain. I will go to the sunshine, go to the rain. What's my life if it's not great to you? Another dollar in my bank account, a raise of two.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 